Welcome, everyone, to episode 7 of the All Access USL podcast. This is a big weekend we had ahead of us. Um, A lot, or not a lot, but we have a couple first games in particular. We have Oakland versus Loudoun, the first time these sides have ever met in USL championship play. And we also have San Diego-Louisville. This is also the first time that they have ever met in USL championship play. And it is also first in the West versus first in the East. So a very intriguing tie nonetheless. Um, But that will come later in the episode. Um, So I'll just jump right in. For today's episode, we have... All we have previews of all the 10 games or uh 11 games, it looks like that are happening on Saturday night, and then I'll also go through my top five teams so far, uh, this early into the season, and my top five bottom teams. And the top, uh, the bottom teams might surprise you a little bit. Um, I've given a bit of a little bit of leniency in the bottom five to Monterey Bay purely because it's their first season and I think they've done well to win a game at this point so I haven't put them in the bottom uh but we'll you'll see when we get there but we have a lot of games to cover this is a really big weekend Um, I'm recording this on Saturday morning so I know I'm talking in like future tense but these games are tonight um so last night Friday night we had two games we had Detroit versus Birmingham and I guess I thought Birmingham were doing a little bit better than they were. They are very low in the East. They are having a pretty atrocious start to the season. They lose 1-0 to Detroit City FC at Keyworth thanks to an Antoine Hopeno strike. So once again, incredible work from Detroit. They haven't, They I don't think they've conceded more than a goal in a game, which is incredible. And coming off of a massive win away to Atlanta United too. They keep right up and they beat uh, Birmingham. So that is huge. So big props to Detroit. And then um, RGV visited New York Red Bulls 2 at MSU Soccer Park and came away with a 1-0 win. Not really surprising. RGV were absolutely the better team on paper and throughout the game. New York Red Bulls 2 just purely are not good enough. AJ Marcucci stands on his head once again, but even with him in goal, it it feels like Red Bulls too will always have a chance with him in goal, but even with him in goal on the night, they couldn't get the job done, which sucks because his his actions, his play should definitely be rewarded with better results, but the team in front of him just can't get the job done, which is weird because um, New York Rebels 2 have been starting Jason Pennant, which is a player loaned down or yeah, loaned down from New York Red Bulls. He is of at least MLS-ish quality, and he came over from the French League. So the fact that he is not performing in the USL Championship is insane. Um, but that just goes to show you how crazy this league is that a MLS and French League product is doing awful in the USL Championship. So RGV get the win last night. Same with Detroit City FC. Big 1-0 wins for both of them um, at this early point in the season. So with those two done, 
we can get into today's games. Our first uh, <clears throat> tie of the day is 10th in the East, Indy 11, and 9th in the East, Atlanta United 2. Now, Atlanta United 2, um, I think this is about where you'd expect them to be at this point in the season. Uh, they've done well. They got that massive win against Charleston a couple weeks ago. Um, and then they showed their true colors and fell, I believe, 3 or 4-0 to Detroit. A good Detroit side on the night, but nonetheless, that's a big loss for Atlanta United, too. Um, and then Indy 11, not a hot start to the season. Obviously, the big exit early on to St. Louis City, too in the U.S. Open Cup is disappointing, and I think that's kind of hampered their morale. Heading into this game, I don't really know what to expect. I think Indy have every opportunity. Um, They have a good side, you know, Elliot Panacone goal. They've got a good attack, stuff like that. It's truly just whether or not they show up. When If they show up, they've got the quality on the field to get three points tonight. But Atlanta United, too, have shown this season that... If they turn it up a couple notches, uh, it's all theirs, no matter what. They showed that against Charleston, and then they came out flat-footed against Detroit. So I don't really know how this game will go, especially coming off of these past results. I think I'm going to give this a 1-0 win to Atlanta United 2. Indy will be massively disappointed with a loss here. Obviously, you're disappointed with a loss in any game. But I think this game in particular is a must-win for Indy, but I don't think they're going to get it. I think Atlanta United 2 has this game 1-0. So, next we have the fourth in the West, Las Vegas Lights. Danny Trejo is on fire. At this point in the season, I'll put my hands up. Obviously, things could be bound to fall apart, but it doesn't look like it. This Las Vegas form this side it looks at least somewhat sustainable throughout the rest of the season so I'm very very happy to see them flourishing right now especially with younger players Romero and goal like I said Danny Trejo coming down from LAFC they do have some LAFC loanies and Cal Jennings and whatnot but they're doing well a lot better than last season so it makes me think um, about Steve Chirundolo. Um, He was their manager last season, and it makes me think if his tactics were the problem or if that Las Vegas side last year was just really bad. Because this Las Vegas side is not too different, at least LAFC loanee-wise, from last season as it is to this season. So it's pretty insane to see them sitting fourth in the West after uh, five to six games. Obviously, 28 games left to go, so things could be bound to fall apart. But I think Las Vegas are building something nice here this season. And they'll take on second in the East, Pittsburgh Riverhounds, a Pittsburgh team who are yet to lose this season. Um, and I don't see that trend slowing down. I think this will be a two-all draw. I think Las Vegas have that attacking prowess to punish Pittsburgh tonight, and Pittsburgh can be prone to some silly mistakes. Um, but I don't see Pittsburgh uh, acquiring their first loss 
this season to Las Vegas because Las Vegas are pretty iffy at the back themselves. They always have been, which um, seems fitting for a Las Vegas team, to be honest, to be really good up top and really terrible at the back. They're not terrible at the back this season. They're iffy. Uh, last season and in past seasons, they have not been particularly uh, pretty to watch at the back, though. So I'll say this game ends 2-all. Pittsburgh coming away with a nice point from fourth in the West Las Vegas. Las Vegas might be a little bit disappointed if they get that 2-all result, but it is second in the East, Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh are pretty insane this year. So I think it'd be all right for both sides coming away from that. Uh, next, we have 6th in the East Miami versus 14th in the East Hartford Athletic, who are winless in their opening games. And I don't think that is too crazy. Uh, Hartford lost Walmer Martinez. They made a good signing in, in goal in Austin Pack, but a goalkeeper is not going to win you games. They need more on the pitch. It's pretty clear. Um, I don't see the trend of them, I don't, I don't see them picking up their first win uh, of the season tonight. I really don't. Miami are too good, even though they're six in the East. They're not off to the hottest of starts. I think Miami have got this in the bag. Uh, I'll say three nil. I like the attack. I like Miami's options. Um, Hartford, obviously, pretty weak start to the season. Um, so yeah, I'll say three nil for Miami. Uh, that should put Miami in a better position, make it look like a better start to the season than it really has been. I think Miami are bound to pick it up sooner rather than later, form-wise, and that could be starting tonight against a pretty poor Hartford side. And you have to wonder where it all went wrong for Hartford. Last season, they were looking good uh, until around the end of summer, early fall, when it all kind of fell apart. They were in the playoffs, they were looking good. And then it all just went uh, terrible. So, And they're starting this season off in their opening games without a win. So I do hope to see Hartford pick it up soon. But I can't say when that will be because tonight is going to be a tough test away in Miami. Who have Kyle Murphy and the likes up top. So Miami 3-0 win versus Hartford. Next we have a pretty intriguing tie. This early on into the season, we have fifth in the East Tampa Bay versus fourth in the East FC Tulsa. And these two sides are tied on nine points, only separated on goal difference. So a very big game, already a playoff bout-ish. So, I mean, yeah, Tampa Bay, very, very good. Tulsa, very, very good. Tulsa, I've kind of, uh, at the beginning of the season, I was asking where they were going to find their goals. They found their goals. So props to Tulsa. Tampa Bay, I don't think starting as hot as they would like. Louisville, um, obviously getting off to that hot start. Pittsburgh as well, that I think Tampa Bay might have expected. But fifth in the East, they're still up there. They have an opportunity tonight. They're very good at home. So... As much as I think Tulsa have every opportunity to walk away with some points here, I'm going to give it a pretty routine victory, 2-0 Tampa Bay victory tonight. Um, Tulsa, I like I like their pickups this season, especially Adrian Dispay from RGV. 
I think he was a very crude signing. Um, but I think Tampa Bay, too much quality on the night. I think they're going to get the job done. Tulsa, I don't think will be too disappointed with a loss here. Um, they should be good for the playoffs. I really, like I said, I really like the signings that they've made this season. And they seem like they're playing well enough to be able to make the playoffs. I don't think this will be too big a bump. Obviously, it's early in the season. Uh, I don't think this will be too big a bump to their playoff hopes. Uh, Tampa Bay, this will be a nice push win should they get it to really be up there and challenging with Louisville and Pittsburgh like you think they would. And I think that will just snowball into a good run of form after this, if they can win this game. If Tulsa win this game, you might look at Tampa Bay and be like, ooh, are they a lower playoff team? You know, we've seen them dominate the East in the past. Not exactly dominate, but we've seen them uh, be Eastern Conference, Conference contenders the last couple of seasons. So to see them lingering towards the bottom of the playoffs would be kind of weird. And maybe if they lose to Tulsa at home, um, in uninspiring fashion, you might start to think about that. But even if they do lose, I think it'd be too early. I know I just said that you might have to think about that, but I don't think it to be true. If they go on like a home losing run and pretty poor away form, then yes, you might start to think about that. But I don't think this game in particular will accurately decide that. Uh, but it might just be something to think about if they do lose this game, which I don't think they will do. Next, we have second in the West, Colorado Springs switchbacks versus eighth in the East, Memphis 901 FC. And the Colorado Springs switchbacks are still undefeated on the season. They have not dropped a single point. And that does not seem like it will be the case tonight. Uh, Memphis earlier in the week had a game postponed against FC Tulsa for a weather delay. So that should be rescheduled sometime soon, I would imagine. Memphis have some good players on the side. Patrick Segrist um, at left back of note, but it's the switchbacks. Attack-wise, they're incredible. Defense-wise, they're very good. Mishi Ngalina, Elvis Amo, Haji Berry. It seems like this is a game where they could put on a attacking clinic against Memphis. Nothing against Memphis. I think they're overperforming being 8th in the East at this point. I did not expect them to be that good of a side this year. Uh, but I think tonight they're going to show their true colors. And I think switchbacks will get a 4-0 comfortable victory at Widener Field. So switchbacks seems like they're going to keep doing their thing. Um, are they Western Conference contenders this year? Are they USL Championship contenders this year? Uh, I think absolutely. Last year showed that they had those opportunities. It's just they started to crumble a little bit under pressure. I think back to the um, the playoff game against Orange County. I think back to a regular season game against New Mexico where they weren't doing too bad. Then they lost their heads towards the end, and that caused them to lose the game to New Mexico 2-1 at home. Um, but it seems like those... Um, mistakes are past them now, and it seems like the Switchbacks team is ready to win this season. So I'll give this to them 4-0 over Memphis. Next, we have a big 
Texas Derby. We have third in the West, San Antonio, versus 11th in the West, El Paso. El Paso coming off a pretty nice win uh, recently, so that's big for their morale. San Antonio currently third in the West on nine points. No, 12 points. Sorry. Um, and I think this is San Antonio's to lose. El Paso have been absolutely atrocious to start the season. Things change in Derby games, but I don't think that really matters for this game. San Antonio play-wise are miles ahead of El Paso, which sucks because El Paso have a good side and they're uh, their style of play right now is just not utilizing seemingly any of it. So, disappointing. I see San Antonio taking this 2-1 on the night. Not like they're going to run away with it, but I think San Antonio will take it pretty convincing, convincingly for a 2-1 win. El Paso, big questions of the manager to be asked if they lose again tonight. Um, it is early on in the season. He might... Maybe should have an opportunity to turn things around, but the way they've been playing, it doesn't seem like this is something that can be turned around by him. So, concerning times, I'd say for El Paso, especially with the talent in the squad, but I think this could be a pretty straightforward victory tonight for San Antonio FC. Next, we have 13th in the West Oakland Roots versus 7th in the East Loudoun United. And this is the first game we will ever see between Oakland Roots and Loudoun United, which is awesome to see. I love seeing new games or sides that haven't played each other yet. It adds more to the game. Who will come away in this first meeting as winners? Will we have a winner in our first meeting? Who knows? So Loudoun, 7th in the East, starting off incredibly well. Uh... Coming off of a 2-0 home loss to Louisville, which it's Louisville. Um, they're very good. Uh, but Loudon started very, very well. Starting off with a 1-0 win against Indy. Following it up with a 3-0 away win against the New York Red Bulls, too. So, massive stuff for Loudon. Oakland, a very disappointing start to the season. Uh, it's pretty obvious. Last season, they made the playoffs. It's looking less and less likely, even at this early point, that they might do that again. They did start very, very poorly last year. They're following that same tradition this year. Will it end with a massive run in the end of the season to uh, finish in the playoffs? Who knows? Um, but they can't keep trying to sustain that every season where they start off poorly and then make it miraculously into the last playoff spot in the West. Because that's not sustainable. One year, they're just going to be absolutely horrid. Um... Will that year be this year? I don't think so. They've shown some promising things. So, I don't know. Some good, um, uh, I guess Alejandro Funmeyer has been good. Their striker on loan from Venezia has been good. His name is escaping me right now. Um, but he's been pretty well, doing pretty well. So, they have had the opportunity. They do have the players. Uh, but it's just all about the product on the field. So I think Loudon take this 1-0. Surprisingly, you'd think Oakland should take this. Oakland did get a pretty decent draw uh, against Tampa Bay at home. They did beat Monterey Bay, so that's big. Um, but I think tonight Loudon will just be too much for them. 
Next, we have ninth in the West and current USL Championship champions, Orange County SC, taking on fifth in the West, Sacramento Republic. Sacramento off to a very good start to season, um, coming off the back of a disappointing 2021. Orange County not starting their championship reign uh, in um, defense uh, like they would want to. But the season is young. I've said that for a lot of teams this year, and I think for Orange County that rings true even more. Um, I think this is their game. Sacramento have been very good. Their play has been nice. Their pickups have been shrewd. But I think Orange County, the pure quality, Shauna Coley, Rakowski and Goal, stuff like that, they've got this 2-1 on the night. Um, Orange County are, can be pretty iffy, I feel like, especially last year. I feel like last year there were some games. They were worthy champions in the last year. Don't get me wrong. Last year they were worthy champions. But um, at some points they fell off. It seemed like they were playing pretty... Like, they were playing through mud, but then there were also games where they were playing incredible. They were absolutely thrashing the other side. So, I don't think tonight will be that night, but I think they'll get a pretty comfortable 2-1 win against Sacramento on the night. Um, next, we have a first in the West, San Diego Loyal, versus first in the East, Louisville City FC. This is a big game tonight. San Diego have been off to an absolutely hot start. Sorry, I just accidentally touched my mic. Um, so have Louisville, but Louisville, you expect San Diego. I did not expect to be top of the West at this point. I thought they'd be lingering around third or fourth, but Kyle Vassell has been on an absolute tear for San Diego. So I'm very, very pleased to see San Diego and Landon Donovan up top. Like I said, I don't have a favorite team. But I do feel for some teams, and I like seeing San Diego up top. Louisville, on the other hand, coming in here off of that 2-0 win versus Loudoun United. Um, I don't know exactly what to expect from this game. Louisville are continuously always good. San Diego, in their early three seasons, you can also say the same thing. So, I think... I'll give this to San Diego. I'll give this a 1-0 San Diego loyal win on the night. Louisville will be disappointed with that. Um, but and it will also be Louisville's first loss on the season. They're currently four, four wins, two draws, and six games. But it's bound to happen at some point. Louisville will bounce back because it's Louisville. They are very good. They're always very good. They will not let this stop another good season. But San Diego, this will keep them top of the table should the switchbacks beat Memphis, which I think they will. Next, we have LA Galaxy 2 versus Monterey Bay. LA Galaxy 2 being 10th in the West, Monterey Bay being 12th in the West. I don't really know what to expect from this game. Monterey Bay only have one win on the season so far. Um, LA Galaxy 2 not doing great, about as you'd expect. Um... I think Monterey Bay walk away with this win pretty comfortably. I'll say a 5-1 win for Monterey Bay. Um, I think that could be a bit harsh on LA Galaxy 2, but Monterey Bay have goals in them. They look, they've look, they looked okay in their opening games. They looked good in their win um, earlier in the season. LA Galaxy 2 haven't shown me much this year to really say that they are going to win this game or that they have the quality to win this game. The quality and talent, I think, is there. But I think 
they're one of the teams who are kind of wrapping up USL champion, their USL championship history and getting ready for MLS Next Pro next season. So they don't really care. They just want to put players on the field and get ready for MLS Next Pro, which is disappointing. But it's going to happen. Luckily, there are some two teams, Atlanta United 2 and Loudoun United, who don't look like they're just ready to pack it up right yet. But for Red Bulls 2 and for LA Galaxy 2, it looks like they're getting ready for an MLX Next Pro tenure next year. And then finally tonight, we have 6th in the West, Phoenix Rising, versus 7th in the West, New Mexico United. An early preview to the U.S. Open Cup tie, but this one is in the league, so higher stakes, you could say. I would say higher stakes. Um, New Mexico, not off to the hottest of starts. Obviously, not so much for Phoenix either, but there's going to come a point this season, most likely, where Phoenix get on their massive run of form and shoot up the table. That's just how it usually goes. If it doesn't happen, I'll be surprised. Um, I did question how far Rick Shantz might be able to take this side, um, considering early playoff exits the past couple of years. So I think this game could be a big uh, testament to my statement, at least. Not in real life. I don't think this. if they don't win this game, it'll have big repercussions on them. But I think for what my statement, I think um, it could be a bit of a test. So I don't think Phoenix will lose this game, though. They have too much quality. New Mexico are very good, but Phoenix, um, Santiago are, you know, Sejas, stuff like that. They are much better. Sejas coming off of a team of the week uh, performance last week. So Phoenix, I'll give them the 2-0 victory over New Mexico tonight. They've got the quality, and I think they've got the play tonight. So with that, we are through our 11-game preview. We're going to go take a quick break, and we'll come back with my top five teams and bottom five teams so far. And we are back here to talk about the top five teams so far this season and my five bottom teams so far this season. Um, we'll start with the bottom. Um, so for the bottom teams, I've taken into account how they've played, um, what I've seen from them so far, how I think they should be doing. Um, I've also given leniency, leniency, like I said, to Monterey Bay because this is their first season and they haven't looked too bad. Um, especially regarding where they are right now. So they are not in this bottom five. I'll just come out and straight that straight up. Um, I think they haven't warranted being in this bottom five. But we'll start with number five, Hartford Athletic. I think that one is pretty straightforward. Um, they have been by far the worst team this season. Only a single point in their opening games. Losses in all the rest. And it seems like this season is not going to be a good one for Hartford. Um, not much in the side. They've made some good signings, I would say, but they just haven't come to fruition yet. I think if they do, they could start putting together some wins, maybe push themselves up the table a tad bit. But right now, um, it's just not there, which is disappointing. Because Hartford have been good in recent seasons. 2020, they looked good. Last year for um, most of the opening half of the season, they were very, very good and then all fell apart and it's carrying over, um, into the early stages, early stages of this season. 
So unfortunately for Hartford fans, I don't think anytime soon they will be turning this around, but we shall see. But for right now, Hartford are my worst team so far this season. Number two, uh, New York Red Bulls two. Um, a 3-0 loss to Loudoun United. Um, massive respect to Loudoun United for that 3-0 away win. But when you're losing 3-0 at home to another academy side, granted Loudoun have been good to start the season. But I think that's just a testament to how Red Bulls 2 are going to be this year. Most likely a pushover side this year. Disappointing because you don't really like to see pushover sides. But it seems like Red Bulls 2 um, and Los Dos and maybe... Some other sides that we just haven't seen that side of them right now. But I think Red Bulls 2 will be a pushover side this season. Um, they're just looking to put players out on the field for game time, which sucks. Not looking for results in this league is disappointing. Um, I'm not going to say that that's what they're doing, but that's kind of what it looks like they're doing to me. So unfortunately, Red Bulls 2 are, the, are number 2 in my bottom 5. Number three, I think you can know where this is going. Oakland Roots, they only have one win on the season. Very disappointing stuff. Um, I don't know what to expect. We talked earlier in the episode about how this is exactly how last season started. They were very disappointing to start the season. They made an incredible late push to make the playoffs, but that is not a sustainable way to run a club you don't want that to be the trend every season start off horribly you make that big playoff push you win one game in the playoffs and then you're out um because not only is that not progression that playoff push late in the season requires so much energy than if you could just start out the season anywhere like well at all which they have not done right now. So disappointing stuff coming from Oakland, I'd have to say. Made some good signings in the offseason, um, but clearly it's not working out right now. So that is why they are number three in my bottom five. Number four, Charleston Battery. Made some good um, additions in the offseason. I'm thinking of Matt Sheldon. They still got Aiden Apodaca up top. They still have a lot of good options. Still got Joe Kuzminski in goal. But there were some big losses in the offseason as well. Um, and I think that's really coming through. Um, just not good. The loss to Las Vegas, the loss to Atlanta United, too, obviously come to mind. Incredibly disappointing defensive showings in those games. And that has been the trend for Charleston for a while. They need to clean up the defensive side. Attacking-wise, they're pretty good. But defensively, they've been disappointing for a while now. And that is what is holding them back this season. Um, and it seems like that will be the trend for most of the season. Which, again, disappointing. Um, seeing the same things hamper some of these teams. So, Charleston fourth in the bottom five. And then number five, El Paso. They've looked okay at some points. They've gotten their win this season. Uh, but... You got to expect more from some of these players. Their goalkeeping situation looks absolutely atrocious. You'd expect more from players like Diego Luna. I know Velasquez has been injured um, for a bit of this opening part of the season. But you want more from these big players. And they just haven't been getting it. 
And that is why they're so low on the table with only a single win in their opening matches. So El Paso round out the bottom five. Um, it's subject to change. There are obviously some teams who you could argue could be in here over others. But this is my five. I think so far these are the bottom five. Obviously only my opinion going into these five. But um, these sides have not shown me much that they shouldn't be in here. So, now we'll go from 5th to 1st for the top 5. At 5th, I'm giving it to Detroit City FC. I was going to give it to San Antonio. San Antonio do have more points um, than Detroit. But San Antonio have an incredibly well-rounded side, especially attacking-wise. Um, so, I think you'd expect them to start well at Detroit. I didn't know what to expect going into the season. I knew they'd have a plan. I knew that they would probably be pretty defensively stout, which they have been. They have kept, I believe, four clean sheets right now, and they're coming off a 1-0 win against the Birmingham Legion, which is massive for them. They're currently third in the East, if I'm not mistaken. So an absolutely massive start to the season for Detroit. They've earned a top five shout. So fifth for Detroit in the top five. Number four, I'm going to give it to Pittsburgh. They're second in the East right now. They've started hot like you'd expect. They've still got a great side. Uh, Dane Kelly, Danny Griffin, incredible team. Loving it from them. Um, those names just come to mind who I've seen start really well this year. So Pittsburgh in fourth, I don't think that's too surprising. Third, San Diego Loyal. They have also started the season very well. First in the West, you might be thinking... If San Diego are first in the West, then why are they third? Well, there is one team who you will see. But San Diego off to a great start. Kyle Vassell doing really well. Um, it's a good side. San Diego is a very well-rounded side. They've continued to build season to season. Uh, and I think this year is going to be a big year for them. Whether or not they contend for the championship is a different story. I think they'll do well in the playoffs because um, I do believe that they'll make it. Um, but yeah, third in the West or first in the West right now, third in the top five. Number two, we have Louisville who are top of the East. They have been off to a fantastic start, four wins, two draws, and they're opening sixth. I did say, I believe they will lose to San Diego, but I don't really think, I think they would only fall to third in the top five and San Diego would rise to second with that. Um, because we're so early on that results like that can drastically change. Like they can change position just like that. But I think Louisville will do well this year like they usually do. And then first in the top five, I think, you know, it's the switchbacks. They are undefeated. Granted, they've only played five games. San Diego have played six or seven at this point. Louisville have also played six games at this point. So they're one ahead or Switchbacks have a game in hand, one to two games in hand on San Diego, and a game in hand on Louisville. So that's why I'm giving them top spot, because I think they'll win that game in hand and make it a cool 18 points from a possible 18 to start the season. So, to recap, Hartford, New York Rebels 2, Oakland, Charleston Battery, and El Paso Locomotive round out my bottom five. Detroit, Pittsburgh Riverhounds, San Diego Loyal, Louisville City, and the Colorado Springs Switchbacks round out my top five and with that we have gone through the top and bottom five so 
very excited for what is coming this weekend. A lot of big games, a lot of intriguing games, and I'm so excited to watch them. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode, and I will see you guys for next week's episode.